Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Well, as Cecil Lammy writes at uh, DenverSports.com, should the Broncos be considering Spencer Rattler as a mid-round pick? Rattler's stock uh, went up after the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I liked I liked him. I watched the Senior Bowl. I liked him in the Senior Bowl. Looked good. What do you like about him? Uh, again, you know what? I know, I, I know. I'm just... I don't I want the Michael threw, Penix fans right. to get mad here if you say I, I Spencer just, Rattler's better. I just thought he threw the ball well. I thought he he moved in the pocket well. I thought he looked like he had command. So okay, yeah, I thought he looked like he had. Hey man, if you get if you go in my plan, if if it's the free agent route, and you get a guy like Sam Darnold, then would Spencer Rattler be the worst thing? Plus, he's got a great name, right? So, so it, it sounds to me that what what I'm hearing from you is that is that you're just very leery about these college quarterbacks because not only do they have a lot to learn mm-hmm. about playing from the neck up in the NFL, right? That's going to take some time just to learn it, and then there's the understanding that they'll the, a good number of them will not ever learn it. They'll never be able to figure that part of the game out. It's why so many quarterbacks fail or fail their first time around in whatever team that they're with. And then they have to go somewhere else and hopefully land in the right kind of system and get the kind of quarterback rehab they need and blah, 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 blah. So it sounds like for that reason, those reasons, does that only strengthen as the study of all these college quarterbacks only strengthened your resolve that going with a free agent quarterback is the way to go? Yeah, again, the the thing about coaching is you feel like if you see him do it if you see him do it once then he can do it every time. I don't know that that's true. But coaches have incredible egos and feel as though under my expert tutelage I'll you know I'll make this guy, I'll fix this guy. I'll get him I'll get him right. So anyhow, I I think there's a lot of that that goes on. Um with the coaching. So again, talent, the talent is what you're, I think really why there are so many misses, Mike, is the talent is what you're evaluating. And because of the state of college football and the way it's played, it's really hard to evaluate a guy other than, hey, he's accurate or hey, he's got a live arm or hey, he can layer a throw or you know, there's a there's a lot of those things that you look at, but it's really hard conceptually to say, yeah, he'll fit into to fit into this kind of offensive system that we run. Like in in Sam, how do you know if you play which 60 percent of the offenses in the NFL are are based on Mike Shanahan? You know, that kind of the Shanahan system. How do you know watching Caleb Williams if he can? direct traffic and get in multiple personnel sets and, you know, motion, know when to motion a guy and no, I mean, 
like to do all to to have the pre-snap responsibility that you have in the NFL when you didn't have it in college. When you're looking at a card and going, hey, we're running rooster barn fire truck. And they're all individual routes. Throw the slant on the inside. It's wide open. We're in a you know two by two formation to the to the field. We got four more yards of real estate. Let's do it. Like, seriously. Cortland Sutton. As Andrew Mason writes at DenverSports.com, NFL put together their top 10 catches, receptions of the year, and Cortland Sutton had three of them. Three of the top 10 best catches in the NFL. We remember them, right? Touchdown catches in Kansas City. The one at Buffalo. Right, uh, right, was, right, is right. still is still the most amazing one to me, although it wasn't number one. But three of the top ten belong to Cortland Sutton. We talked yesterday about Sutton being a potential cap casualty because of the money that he's being paid, the, the cap savings that you can gain. But uh, Mace makes the argument that, that he should not be a cap casualty uh, because of how good he was last year and that the Broncos, as starved as they are on offense... Uh, should think long and hard before they they move on from a guy like Cortland Sutton. You disagree. You said you'd move on from from Sutton. Yeah, at the, at the price I said I'd like to renegotiate him, but at the price tag, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, come on, you're paying. Can you name? Can you name ten receivers that you would rather have over Cortland Sutton? Oh, easy. Right off the right. Yeah, you yeah. probably. Yeah, that wouldn't be hard. Again, it's, but we're working with a low bar here in Denver. I understand that, but should we have that much invested it with if we're a low bar team? If we're going to groom a young quarterback, okay, let's say we're going to groom a young or a, a you know a retread quarterback who's trying to get it. Would you rather have a big time tight end in the middle of the football field that you can rely on, or would you rather have Cortland Sutton out there throwing fifty fifty balls to him? I mean, I, again, it comes down to priority. Let's control line of scrimmage. Let's run the ball. Let's set up our play action. Is it tied to the kind of quarterback they have? Because Mace writes this. It may well depend on the type of quarterback they land. A passer willing to push the ball downfield on a regular basis, such as a Jameis Winston or a Sam Darnold, would actually make it worth the Broncos' while to bring Sutton back. But if you have a quarterback that's going to be more of a, you know, work the middle of the field... You know, not be a deep shot guy is Sutton that kind of guy. I He's just, a good home run threat, but is he? Is he? Do you think he, you think any team in the National Football League is worried about him running by you? The answer is no. No, but he showed a pretty good ability on those 50-50 balls. Right. I'll go back to Tom Brady. I don't throw 50-50 balls. I throw 80-20 balls. <laughs> I want an 20 ball okay. quarterback. Okay, have you watched that cheek yet that uh, Brady kissed? It's one of the most glorious moments. Have of you? Life. I don't think you have yet. Have you? It's, it's like you you shave. There's just there's a, a pretty clean shave. There's just that 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 area of hair. That's right. You just haven't. Glorious. You ref- if I die, <laughs> you if I die, to do anything with. And it's suspicious. Uh huh. When they examine my body. I will have Brady DNA on my cheek. <laughs> They'll be like, we've got to, uh, we have a suspect. Guys, we're going to have to call in. <laughs> we're going to have to bring in Brady. I love Tom Brady. Tampa CSI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, uh, we, we, 
We've got it at DenverSports.com. This blue light on his cheek. That <laughs> was DNA. <laughs> we have uh, Jake Shapiro at uh, DenverSports.com writing that uh, ESPN is projecting only one of the top 50 free agents out there to land with the Denver Broncos. Ironically enough, though, I am very intrigued by this one name. Okay. I would love to see him in a Denver Bronco uniform, especially since I was banging the table for the Broncos to draft him several years ago. It's a linebacker. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, who is it? Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. I loved him coming out of college. And he's all he's done is have a, a really good career. Well, solid career. All right, well, then, all right, well, hold on then. Okay, then who would you rather have, Patrick Queen or re-sign Josie Jewell? No, 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 no. What I'm, what all I want to tell you is that he isn't a Mike linebacker. He's a Will. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, when it comes to linebackers these days, I, I'm not stuck in the traditional middle linebacker, outside linebacker. I just want linebackers that could just play all over the field. Well, when they tried to make him a middle linebacker, he was not good. They kept him on the more of a edge overhang backer. All right, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just feel like in Singleton oh, and Jewel, they've had two middle linebackers. Yeah, I, I guess I guess because you play in so much two-backer sets and so much nickel, 65, 70% of the time you're in a, a nickel two-backer set that... There's not as much that delineates the, you know, the Sam from the Mike, so to speak. But he's got to be, he's got to be on the outside. Uh, the, uh, the, the way it worked in the past, Mike, when you were in base most of the time, is the middle linebacker, you've got, you're in charge of the middle of the football field, obviously, but you've got blocking schemes coming from both sides of you, right? As an outside linebacker, everything is inside of you. So the reads become, you, you you cut the reads in half. So it's easier to react and fly and do those things. Middle linebacker's a little bit tougher from that regard. But you're right in a 4-2 set, which you're in most of the time. The delineating line has been softened, so to speak. All right. All right that so, makes sense. So, but that'd be a nice pickup. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we don't expect the... I like the, him. He flies around, man. Makes some plays. All right. Let's see what they do. Now, of course, this is with the understanding that we do not expect the Broncos, based on their own words, uh, in case you forgot it, this was uh, George Payton right after the, the season ended about uh, what free agency might look like yeah. for the Broncos. Any dead money, you know, obviously this, whatever, if this would be extreme. We, we've prepared for any scenario, you know, with Rich Hurtado, who, who runs our cap, and, and uh, we'll have flexibility either way. To do what we need to do. We're not going to be on the first wave of free agency like we were last year. You can't do that every year. We'll be very strategic, very specific on, on what positions, what players, uh, you know, uh, we try to sign. And then obviously we got to hit on the draft. We're picking high. And uh, we have six picks. Uh, you know, we could, we could have more. You know, we like picks. And, uh, and we'll go from there. But first is free agency. And he just said, we're not going to be involved in the first wave. So it's mm-hmm. going to be second, third day, second, third tier free agents. Right. You're looking for the diamonds in the rough. And and honestly, I don't I don't mind that. I, I really don't because I think 
it's fun. It's it's free agency. It involves big names. It's the NFL. It's a 365-day-a-year beast that needs to be fed, and free agency helps do that. But I think free agency is vastly overrated. Yeah. When you consider the amount of money that's paid out to guys, there just isn't you're, – you're overpaying for everybody, and you're just not getting – the, the return for the amount of money that you're spending, it's been proven time after time after time. And and I've always said this about free agency. It, it to me, is always a red flag that the team that knows this player the best is prepared to lose them. That Correct. immediately sends up a red flag. And so knowing that you're going to be overpaying for these guys anyway, I'd rather you skip the first yeah, I'll, wave of overpaying and try to get closer to, to signing guys for actually the value that they they should be paid. Um, I don't know. Like, like I will tell you, you look at you know, like the the first day additions we made on our offensive line. Okay, so you looking at you're looking at Powers and you're looking at McGlinchey. Would anybody say that those were great value contracts? Or would you say you overpaid? You overpaid. Right. Grossly overpaid. Okay, good. So we're on the same page. You overpaid. They're good players, but they weren't great players. So I'll give you a guy. I don't know if he was a free agent or if they traded for him. I think he was a free agent out of Pittsburgh. Kevin Dotson went to the Rams. Played great for the Rams. It was a guy that was a question mark in Pittsburgh. Let him go. Went to the Rams. Now the Rams had a better offense, right? They had a collectively a better offense. But what the Rams did, the Rams let that offensive line fall apart, and then they realized the error of their ways because they realized it wasn't about our receivers. It wasn't about our running back. It wasn't about all that. It was about our ability to dominate line of scrimmage and and be a multiple both with our run and our pass game. And they got Avila in the second round, started 17 games, played great. They got Dotson from Pittsburgh, played great at the guard position. They moved a guy over to play center from a guard position who played really well. Um, they they solidified it. Havenstein has always been a good player at the right tackle position. So they solidified their offensive line, and all of a sudden, guess what? They go from winning four, five, six games, whatever it was, to being a playoff team again. Those are the thing, you know, those are the things you've got to think about. But that was a second tier right. free agent that fit in much better and was a much more value like much more value pick. And again, I don't know if they traded for him or whatever, but I know they didn't spend the kind of money on him that we spent on Powers. And he played better than Powers did. Well, that's why as we lead up to free agency, we're taking a look at, at some of those diamonds in the rough because <laughs> nobody's looked at more game film than you have. Nobody's called games like you have. Nobody knows rosters like you do. So we're looking for some diamonds in the rough out there in free agency at some of these areas of need, positions of need for the Broncos, and we'll continue to do that uh, lead up to uh, free agency. Some other stuff going on. There was a, a topic making the rounds yesterday, and and I, I guess I don't quite understand it because, to me, it's the most obvious thing that there is right now on the Denver sports scene. But uh, Michael Malone was asked if Nikola Jokic is the face of Denver sports. Not that you ever get bored with success, but us winning our first one, Nikola being a two-time MVP and a finals MVP, and I think people relate to just how humble he is. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he is a man of the people. So people people relate to that. He's never separated himself. He's never changed, so the money and fame has not gone to his head. 
He was at the game the other night. Jokic was at the game with his daughter bouncing her, her, her up and down on his uh, mm-hmm. uh, lap. And, you know, he's smiling and the crowd's chanting MVP. It was, you know, it's just Nikola Jokic, it, it's it's his world. We're all just kind of orbiting in it right now. So the, the question that I guess has been tossed around and debated, but is there a debate, is Nikola Jokic the face of Denver sports right now? Ooh. You mean now that Russ is gone? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know it was a close, close neck and neck race when right. he was here, but uh, now that he's been removed, in all likelihood, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. What are you? Ne- what are you going to tell me next? Water's wet. Of course, Nikola Jokic is the face of Denver sports right now. Who's even a distant second? Sean Payton? <laughs> uh, the face of Denver. Uh, that's Well, define face then. Define face of Denver sports. What? What? Make Middle- your case for Sean Payton. Oh, I, I'm not making a case for Sean, but I'm saying next in line. Okay. I mean, uh, okay, I, I see where you're going. But yeah. how big's the gap? Oh, it's ginormous. Ginormous, right. But... Let's see the uh, the Broncos get in the playoffs next year. Like there's going to be it, it just it's just interesting kind of when you think of you know when you think of coaches in this town. Honestly, when you think of coaches in this town, guys who have coached in this town, there's there's one guy that's head and shoulders above everybody else that you can picture his face as soon as you hear the name. Mike Shanahan, boom, right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the prominent figure in the Mount Rushmore of of. But when you talk about Avalanche coaches, you don't really see their faces. You don't see Crawford. You don't see, you know, like you see Betsy. Betsy, I more see the Heine, the tight, the very taut Heine. Betsy needs a haircut though. Betsy is a little bit. It's a, it's a little shaggy. shaggy DA going on. A little there. shaggy right now. Yeah, I, uh, he needs to tighten it up a little, a little bit. bit. I, I he think talks about he talks about the team needing to tighten. Joe up. Hansen's uh, <laughs> talks about his competitive spirit. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, it's getting speaking a little of competitive. Let's uh, yeah. let's get in line Time and compete for a haircut. Dialed in coming out of the yeah, break. I you think know? let's needs, go. I do think it's little shaggy, little shaggy, little shaggy. But but no. It's it's not even a, a question. I, I think you could you could debate Jokic's place among all time Denver athletes, right? And you know you can start to have a debate uh, about where where he ranks, but but as of right now on the current scene, it, it it's duh. Of course right. he's the face of Denver sports. Now the question is who's second and how far is the gap? Yeah, Nathan McKinnon, or if you were playing, yeah, I just don't know how many people could. Pick Nathan McKinnon out in a crowd, unless you're oh, hockey. Well, but see, the thing with McKinnon in is, is he he has the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. but he does not yet have the MVP. Never right. mind two. Right. You know, Jokic two MVPs. If this was a game, NBA Finals MVP, NBA champion. I mean, it's a, it's the kind of hardware. Plus, he's just he's he's Jokic. He's yeah. so he's so freaking distinctive. Of course he's the face of Denver sports. It's not even close. If this was a game of pin the tail on the donkey. Okay. Jokic would be the head of the donkey. <laughs> and Paxton Lynch would be the ass. Oh! <laughs> and it marches on. Marches on. 
feel good. Paxton Lynch smear campaign continues. Uh, day number... What are we at now? 52, I think we're at? Uh, yes. We, yeah. we, we, we started up on January 1st, so... Yeah. I think we're about 52, 52 days, days, 53 in. days or yeah. so, the Paxton Lynch Smear campaign, uh, as it's back, back with a vengeance. Uh, wisdom. Yeah, look, at, look at you. You're just talking about the head, the ass, and everything uh-huh. like that. The the Mark Schlereth Book of Wisdom, which we uh, learned that you actually have a book of wisdom. Yes, yeah. It started yesterday when you talked about, uh, what's the saying again? Don't oh, let yeah, my... Wait, something that Dion said... I've got it. It's it's. Don't let my confidence right. offend your insecurities. Yeah, don't let my confidence. And Dion said it like, but I had it in my book. I don't know if it's from Dion or not. If it's a Dion original, I don't I, think it's a Dion original. But don't I don't have any my confidence offend yeah. your insecurities. I don't have any issues, you know, attributing that to. I just said it. I just blurted it out. But it was in my book of wisdom. So if it was a exclusive to Dion, you know, I'll give Dion his props. Just like uh, I don't want to mess with that bull junk. Right? Although, you say it enough and it just becomes yours. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway. So, anyway, you have you literally have a book of wisdom. Yes. And you jotted down some of your more popular, meaningful sure. quotes, which, and, and listen, I, I, I think, being serious here, anytime you hear great quotes, yeah, I, I think we all just got to sit back and go, damn, that's good. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. I mean, that makes such perfect sense, but I would never have been able to come up with that. Right. Right? Sorry. So what That's like every time I drive by a Top Golf, I think. Why didn't I think of that? Right. Like, right. It's a great idea. Exactly. Exactly. How did I not think of it? Exactly. Yeah. So I'll I'll just give you a couple. Give me a couple. I'll give you a couple. Okay. The version of me that you've created in your mind is not my responsibility. Okay, I like it. I like it. Now, some of these are kind of biblically based, but trust keeps you from worry, or trust in Jesus keeps you from worry. Thankfulness keeps you from complaining. Okay, you like that? Okay. Not bad. You I like, like the first one the best okay. so far. Do you want to shine in front of everybody? You have to be willing to work in front of nobody. Oh, I love that one. Oh, I love that mm-hmm. one. Say, yeah, you actually, you mentioned that one to me yesterday. I got chills. Say that one again. If you want to shine in front of everybody, you have to be willing to work in front of nobody. Oh, that is good. This one goes along with that one. The magic pill you're looking for is in the work that you've been avoiding. Oh! I got one. Work, responsibility. Really, God, right. You two back there paying attention yeah. to this? This one, this one goes back to the the Nathaniel Hackett era. Okay. When a clown moves into the palace, the clown does not become a king. The palace becomes a circus. Ooh. All right. Yeah, you like, I like that these. one? All right, well, that's good. We'll get to some more uh, Mark's Book of Wisdom. I love that one about, what's that one again about working... When you want to shine, in you front want to of, shine in front of everybody. You have to be willing to work in front of nobody. It's good. Just comes That's from my good. little book of wisdom. That's I just good. Keep the it. Mark Schlereth book of wisdom. There yeah. you go. Go out, live it, learn it. What's the book called? <laughs> I don't actually have a book. I just keep quotes in my little book, my notebook. This can't be true. What's that? Laura of Firestone. Driving around said, 
My five-year-old daughter just said, Mark Schlereth needs to take it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, put, maybe put that one in your book of wisdom. Right. How about that? I picked up my granddaughters the other day, and my, my seven-year-old says, this is some chips. I don't know what they're called. They're called tacky, Takis or something. I think Takis chips. She goes, ooh, those Takis were spicy. I was like, what? Takis? What's a Taki? These Taki chips? She goes, she looks at my other granddaughter, Coin, she goes, this guy. <laughs> I love Takis. <laughs> I never heard of Takis. Oh, Takis are good, but they will, you got to be careful. Don't eat too many. They will mess with your tum-tum. Yeah? Oof. Okay. I love Takis, though. I do. Mm -hmm. Oh, they are spicy. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, somebody said, uh, Mike, when you put together your book of wisdom, the first line should be, if you want to linger, you will need an invitation. Yes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Coming up, uh, Mark, you have some, uh, uh, especially for a guy with book of wisdom, you have some deeper thoughts reading into what Stephen A. Smith had to say. Yes. About Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Luka Doncic. That's all coming up next. Ever since we got Xfinity? We have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How? That's wall-to-wall -wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is this that you're so... You're so... Big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake. Big. Huge. Well, the uh, the big story today, uh, the Nuggets are back at work. 27 games left to go. The final push. And at a time where uh, Nikola Jokic continues to be the heavy favorite to win the MVP. Although, quick sidebar. What, what did I tell you? I told you last week that as soon as the... Uh, all the the Super Bowl discussion died down. What would ESPN pivot to? They would immediately oh, pivot yeah. to starting to talk up the candidacy, the MVP candidacies of other players, not named the Kola Jokic, right? Correct. Guess who number one is? Yeah, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Oh yeah, they're on it right now. Brian Windhorse. I'm sure he's making his case for Jason Tatum. Well, when Stephen A. did his uh, top storylines of the, yeah. the second half of the season, mm -hmm. number three was Kintaid and win the MVP. Uh, with Malika Andrews, they did a uh, long interview, one-on-one -on -one sit-down interview on ESPN with Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. And uh, then earlier today, they were talking about, can Jason Tatum be the new face of the NBA? Because they're looking to replace the face of the NBA now that LeBron James is winding things down. So once LeBron leaves, they need a new face of the NBA. Yeah. And they're debating who could be that face. And so clearly, it is so obvious. Those of us who've become uh, uh, well-versed in being able mm. to speak ESPN and what they're trying to, to do, it is clear they're trying to elevate Jason Tatum as the MVP, not named Nikola Jokic, because they don't want to talk about Jokic. Correct. So they want, they want not only the face of the NBA to be somebody that's not Eastern European, and two, they want him in a big market. Correct. 
Jason. So obvious. He, he checks two boxes. Exactly. So painfully obvious. So transparent. But they get away with it. So we're, we're calling them out on their bull junk. Stephen A. Smith, though, I, I did like what he had to say, although you, you heard a deeper meaning in all this. Yeah. So when we were talking about the idea of Luka Doncic mm. teaming up with Nikola Jokic, just super team here in Denver with two best buds, Doncic and Jokic, Stephen A. has stood up for Jamal Murray. It would be nice, but it's really why does Jokic need Luka? He's the reigning defending NBA champion. When he and Jamal Murray are in the lineup together this year, they were 28 and 11. When they're not in the lineup together, they're 8 and 8 team, a 500 team. They're the reigning defending NBA champions. When they were struggling years ago, that was when Jamal Murray had his injury and he was compromised for two full seasons. And as a result, Denver was compromised as well because without him, Jokic just ain't the same. All right, so you saw deeper meaning in this message. Well, I, what one, is- Jokic ain't the same. Jokic is the same. Jokic is always the same. Jokic is always the actuator of the Denver Nuggets. Whether Jamal's there or not, Jokic doesn't. It's not like all of a sudden Jokic's numbers fall off the table if Jamal Murray isn't there. But I almost, I almost felt like that was. I almost felt like that was insulting the integrity of Jokic in that Jokic to be considered an MVP he can't have anybody else who has stardom around him there is no other all-star on this team there is no other so he is it almost feels like it's the and I don't know if it was an intended consequence but it's almost as though I feel like they are so anti Jokic on things that well he couldn't he couldn't continue to to be the the you know MVP candidate and this that and the other if he had somebody taking that away from mm. him and and this is probably more of my disdain for the way the NBA and with the Nuggets have been covered right. nationally than it is anything else and it's all and, and I don't even know if it's a conscious. It's just so ingrained in ESPN not to give the Nuggets and Jokic credit. Almost saying like, well, then Jokic would have to share the stardom and that wouldn't. I I, I see where you're going. I like it. It's outside the box. I think think you're right. I think in this case, actually, I'm going to give Stephen A some credit. I think for, for, for one moment, he kind of lost his mind in a good way. He stopped thinking about just his job of promoting and marketing and hyping the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he just actually kind of thought like a basketball guy that he is at his heart and his core and said, Jokic doesn't need Doncic. Jokic and Murray are lethal. Right. It's the best combination to come along in the NBA since Stockton and Malone. He doesn't need Luke. And I completely a hundred percent agree. I'm a little bit surprised. I, I agree with that as well, but I don't like, I don't think, I think Jokic is such a tremendous player and has such an unbelievable influence on everybody that he plays with, that if Doncic came here, Doncic would fall in line. I don't think, like, I don't think that Doncic would be like, I've got to be ball dominant, I've got to be, I think he would fall in line with that way of thinking. Eh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure, and that's why I don't, I don't like the idea. I don't like it at all. Uh, I, I, and something else that, that came about with this whole Luca conversation that, that just kind of popped up over the weekend 
And, of course, Jokic lending some some uh, fuel to the fire when he said, hey, you know, if he ever gets ticked off in Dallas with a situation, you know, he can come here to Denver. Sure, that opened it all up. But what, there was something mm-hmm. else about the reaction to the idea of Luka eventually someday coming to Denver that disappointed me and surprised me. I'll tell you what that is next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Clarence and Evans. While you were just saying that you were trying to read into uh, Stephen A. Smith's comments about uh, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, all that that kind of stuff. Um, tell me if I'm reading too much into this. I was kind of surprised and disappointed in all the reaction to the, the possibility, the idea, the debate about Luka and, and Jokic. I'm surprised that there wasn't more defense of, standing up for, support for Jamal Murray. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I just, I continue to get the sense that Jamal Murray isn't as, I guess, beloved around here mm. as I think he should be. Am I misreading things? That's a great question. No, I don't think you're misreading anything. I, I, he does, there seems to be a narrative of... He's not dependable or he flips you know, he's, the switch. He's he picks in, his yeah, moments he's during injured, the season. He's injured too much. And yeah, he had I mean he tore the ACL. And, and maybe part of that is the way they the way they portrayed his rehab and his comeback. Well, he's been cleared to play. He just chooses not to. And there was like that narrative was out there and he was pissed about it. The way the the Nuggets handled it. And obviously they've they've smoothed that out and they've since won, you know, world championship and all that kind of stuff. But I I think that narrative set a tone for a little bit about the way people feel here. I mean, Jamal is phenomenal and he's incredible come playoff time. Mm-hmm. And there's no question you you listen to any national analyst when they're doing a national game, whether it's the Van Gundys of the world, whether it's the Doris Burks of the world. Whether it's Doc, oh wait, Doc is now coaching again. But whoever, they Doc, all talk. Doc is, Doc is, is that, have you heard Doc's latest, by the way? No. I didn't. I I, I could have sworn I saw it. I, I don't think it was a parody account. If it was, I'll immediately take it back. But I, I could have sworn I saw that. Check it out, Fever, for me, will you? But anyway. Yeah, well, anyway. But, 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 but the point is, is... Everybody talks about the two-man game between Joker and between Murray and it being the best two-man game in basketball. You've referenced it many times, you know, but Carl Malone and, and John Stockton-esque. I mean, it's it's great. But I do feel like people feel there, there's a this sense that sometimes Jamal maybe coasts. Is that? Or like, the idea that Jokic makes Murray. And that Jokic will do that with anybody. That you could put his wingman, whoever it is, could be anybody, and Jokic is going to make him into a star. Like some of the reaction here on the text. Uh, Jamal doesn't show up every night. Jokic wants Luka because Hut Tub Murray is the new Anthony Davis. Luka is an upgrade from Jamal. You're kidding yourself if you think otherwise. 
I, I see this. This it's just it's a small sample size, but I'm telling you, it, yeah, there it's is just a lot kind of, of a pervade, pervading feeling that I get that I just don't understand because Jamal Murray is a stone-hearted killer in the playoffs, and that's all I care about. I, I I'm sorry, I don't care if he drifts at times during the regular season. I don't mm. care, and to to imply that. The exquisite chemistry that exists between him and Nikola Jokic that you think is plug-and-play with any other guard, especially after it's taken eight, nine years for these two to really develop it, to think that you're going to replace uh, Jamal Murray with somebody like Luka Doncic and it's just going to be seamless between him and Jokic like it is with, with Jamal, I... I I'm sorry. I think that's a that's a that's an insult to yeah. Jamal. I think it's an insult to Jokic. Uh, it's an insult to what they, these two have. Um, Stephen A. was right with one thing he said. Uh, Doncic is a ball stop. Yeah, he needs to have the ball in his hands. Right. So yeah, it, could it could it become? You know, could it become a great oh two? sure yeah, over the course of five or six years? Could but they, it's they, not going to be what it is right now with the way those two have played. I I don't know. I think we're putting. I I, I understand the desire to make the regular season matter. Right? They play eighty two of these, so we, if mm-hmm. you're gonna if you're gonna commit to uh, a long nugget season. <laughs> You know, you want to feel like what you're watching matters. Right. It does, but it doesn't. Especially the moment that they won a championship and they suddenly learned what it takes to be a champion. I'm sorry, the regular season stopped mattering as much as it did pre-championship. It just did. Yeah, it did feel like. Last year it was imperative that they get the one seed. Right. Like, like all those things were imperative. Now it just is like foregone conclusion that they're going to be in the. It just feels to me like they are going to be in the conference finals for sure, without without hesitation. And I expect them to be in the NBA finals. And then if they can just somehow, by God's grace overcome Jason Tatum, the new face of the NBA. <laughs> if they can just, I mean, it's not going to be easy, I guarantee you. Every call will go the Celtics' way. I guarantee you, my, my, my Celtic friends back east are just shaking their head at all this stuff. They're like, great, as if Jason Tatum needs another reason to, to, to shoot. <laughs> now he's going to have to try to live up to all this right. time because you know he's aware of it and he's going to try to... Play for the MVP, and he's going to take 60 shots a night. and Which is great for us. Yeah. It's great for us. Just be a ball hog. Just be a ball stop. But I I, I don't care what Jamal Murray does during the regular season. I, I really don't. Because now with the Nuggets, it's not about regular seasons anymore. It's about winning championships. And this is a guy who I know... To be a completely different guy come playoff time. His points per game, his assists, rebounds, all went up from the regular season to the postseason last year. And the and the, that's rare. The points Kids went balls, up. Man. The points went up like six points six a game. Six points per game. Here's one on the Romoslaw.com text line. 
They can't win on the road. They need the number one seed or they have no shot. Are you kidding me? Did you not watch the playoffs a year ago? What are they, 8-8 eight and eight on the road? Is that what they are on the road? They're 500 on the road? This year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, right now on the road this year, they are what? Uh, let me have the exact number for you. They are 15 and 14. 15 and 14. They're 21 and 5 at home. They're 15 and 14 on the road. So they're a game over 500 on the road. And, oh, by the way, some of those on the road games are when you do decide to, you know, yeah. Yeah. sit down Jamal Murray because he's got bilateral, <laughs> bilateral <Tibious. linguals. laughs> yeah. What was it? Oh, yeah. Tibius. 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 Bilateral. <laughs> Again, tibius, tibius, plural, bilateral, plural. It's a like a it's like a double negative. It's like over exaggerate. You just need to say exaggerate. The over is implied. Bilateral. You say bilateral tibia, but you don't need to. You just say tibias. It seems to me like you're the expert, it, Mark. It is they went six and three on the road last year in the playoffs. Yeah, come on. What are we doing? We're talking about now or back in the day? Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't worry about them. Jamal Murray, I know what to to get from him in the playoffs. Yeah. I know he's going to dial it up. And I, I, I'm sorry if this offends people. And I, I guess, sorry, I'm not caught up in the. Um, hype machine that is the NBA, but come playoff time, I would much rather have Jamal Murray than Luka Doncic. <laughs> just, that's just the way it is. Outside of Steph Curry, there's not another guard in the playoffs I would want over Jamal Murray. He does seem to be able to pick up his game. It's almost like, hey, man, I'm going to make... It, it is, I'll make the right play 100% of the time. In the regular season. But when it comes to the postseason, I am the right play 100% of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's just a, I got to I gotta start to take some things over. Doesn't, and, and this is where I'm going to turn to you, because you're, you're the guy that played the game. You're in locker rooms. You're on winning teams. Chemistry matters, right? Absolutely. It's a huge part of it. Huge part of it. Would you say that the Nuggets' chemistry is best in the league? Best in the league? Yes. Would you say that the chemistry between Jokic and Murray is unlike anything else in the NBA right now? Yes. Why would, you, why would you want to mess with that? Because Luka Doncic is a name? Mm-hmm. Because, that's ignorant. Because he's 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 Jokic is but again that's a, it's a, another insult to Jokic is the idea that well. Um, you know, I saw Jake Shapiro say this on uh, Coffee Break. He said, "He said the only scenario he sees Nikola Jokic playing beyond this current contract is if he has his buddy Luka Doncic with him." Which hey, I respect. I respect Jake's opinion, but that's kind of that, that's kind of insulting to Jokic. Is that? The only reason why Jokic would hang around is because he could be buds with Luka? As if he doesn't have a great relationship with his current teammates? Would right. not continue to right. have a great relationship with his teammates? 
Yeah, by the way. The only reason he wants to hang around is so he could be placated by hanging out with his buddy Luka? Come on, give Jokic a little bit more credit than that. By the way, how many of his teammates have gone to Serbia? Didn't Aaron Gordon go to Serbia and hang out with him? Yeah. Malone's gone over there. Malone's gone over there. You and I are waiting for the invite. We are waiting for the invite. I think I would do a great show. I think I would love Sambor. I saw some of the pictures from there, the the rafting. It looks beautiful. It looks like Colorado. We could do a radio show at a horse racing bar. I'm assuming they have horse racing bars. Sure. I would love that. Anyway, I just wanted to stand up for Jamal. I'm glad that you did. And trust me, whatever beefs you may have with Jamal, check back come playoff time. Mm. Check back come playoff time. Agreed. While he's continuing to play, while Luca is long done and hanging out watching with the rest of the NBA. Uh, coming up next, it is time for Mark to unearth some gems, some dumpster diving when it comes to NFL free agency because, folks, That's where the Broncos are at. Denver Bronco free agency. Dumpster diving. Next.